Hey, housewives, come on in. You know the dirty dishes are still in the sink from yesterday and the laundry is still in the basket. Pop your AirPods in and make yourself at home here. I'm Tracy. I'm Tori. And we are your Unlikely Housewives. Stepping out in faith and believing that God calls the unlikely, we are here to show you the appreciation and validation you deserve, lead you to authentic relationships, and release you of believing the cultural lies to restore your faith and wellness. Pull up those high-waisted yoga pants, tighten your top knot, and reheat your coffee for the third time. Turn up the volume and let's go. Hey, housewives, welcome back. Hey, hey. We are so excited to bring to you another topic of our We Believe in the And series. And this week, we are going to talk about lonely and chosen. Yes. This one, I think, will hit home for a lot of mamas and women. Yeah, absolutely. This topic is going to focus more on friendships, feeling lonely and chosen Yep, in friendships. Because yes, you can feel both. Uh-huh. <laughs> and. <laughs> and. 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 Well, we don't know exactly where you are when you are listening to this. You may be full of amazing, incredible friendships, which is awesome. You may be just moved. You are maybe just starting with some newly fresh kindled friendships and you're trying to build wherever you are. I think Tori and I are going to talk about all the seasons of friendships that we've been in and how we have felt both lonely and chosen. Yes. But before we do that, we want to remind you that we will be doing a giveaway for the next 20 reviews that come in. Once we get 20 reviews, then we will be doing a giveaway for a gift card just as a thank you. We're not above bribing. And so be sure to, even if it's one sentence, five star it on iTunes and uh, give it a iTunes. I know because it's is Apple. It, it's Apple Podcasts. Well, is that iTunes? It used to be iTunes. <laughs> iTunes, <laughs> Apple, whatever. Y'all, I believe that y'all are my people where y'all came from Napster. Right. All the oh, way to gosh. iTunes. And Maybe not everybody. Okay. <laughs> Napster right. was a I, that would be more my age. <laughs> no, I made mixtapes or mixed CDs mm-hmm. from Napster. Oh, I had an incredible library. Can you, can I, you remember how much money we used to spend? Well, I didn't as much because I was broke, but that's how people like they would pay 99 cents for a song. Yeah. And before you <laughs> know it, you're like, here's $12 and yeah. $15. And but it, cherry picking the songs was so much better. Yeah. Because you could just pick the ones you liked. That's so. true. All right. (laughs) All right. Moving on. Before we get into the details of Lonely and Chosen, we need to talk about how we met again. So if you're just picking up our summer series and you haven't listened to our probably first one or two episodes, we cover how Tori and I actually met. But this really hits home because we both met being extremely lonely. Exactly. So we had both moved to our current city, uh, Johnson County. Within 18 months of each other, Tracy had been here for 18 months and I had been here for six. And so there was a mutual friend of ours who she had just had a conversation with you. Yep. And I was being extremely vulnerable and saying, while I've lived here for a while and I have some friendships, I'm so lonely. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote a Facebook post that was really vulnerable and said, 
how do y'all make friends? Like when you move and granted, I had moved before, but it was different, especially with kiddos this time. And so I made the post and our mutual friend saw my post, had the conversation with Tracy and said, we're going to go to lunch, the three of us. And because she had moved here yeah. within 12 months, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So she had just moved here too. And that is Tracy and I showed up first. She was a little bit late, which was a little unnerving because she's the person that we both knew. So it was like a blind <laughs> date for Tracy and I. But within the first five minutes, we found out birthdays were the same. Kids were the same. All the everything same, which yeah. is weird. So which is like totally God, like he was amazing in the orchestration of us meeting. Yes, he was. Well, which is funny. Three of the most important people in my life, we just did a picture, uh, all have the same birthdays. My yeah. husband, Tracy, and then our friend, Rebecca. So and I said, you probably figured us out on Google. I stalked or them. You stalked us. I stalked them on Google. said, these are the only people that I need. I'm going to choose I am going to choose these people. I need them all to have the same birthday because I cannot remember birthdays for the life of me. But Jess, I got yours. August 23rd. There you go. That's awesome. So, all right. Well, I love that, you know, this is kind of how ours started. And I think that one of the things that we want to talk about in friendships is the loneliness aspect that happens, not when you're with them, but when you're away from them and you're kind of home and you're thinking how... You know, you want to be with someone, you want to go on a coffee date or you want to go out one night. And yes, ladies, we still need to have that like social aspect. Um, Mamas, you know, we want to be able to call up someone and say, hey, let's go out. But if we've been on social media that week or we haven't talked to this person in a couple of weeks, something that happens in our brains, ladies, is we start to tell ourselves stories and we tell ourselves stories a lot that, oh, they already did something last weekend. They probably won't want to, you know, hang out with me this weekend or, oh, they were with all those friends. Maybe those relationships are better than, than ours. And we start to tell ourselves a story and talk ourselves out of being intentional with friendships. Or they're too busy or they've been working a lot lately and they probably just want to be with their family right now. And we can just tell ourselves a whole ton of lies versus just picking the phone and calling somebody. Yeah. And texting saying, Hey, how are you today? Haven't talked to you in a few days. Haven't talked to you in a week. What do you got going on? Asking, checking in on them. I think that's probably the easiest way to break the ice and just say, Hey, what are you doing this weekend after you've talked? You know, like we create these grand ideas of what it should look like or what it should be. And in all actuality, it just needs to be like, Hey, what's up? Yeah, very much so. And it doesn't always you can check in on somebody without making a date or a meetup. You can just be like, hey, I was thinking of you today. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's all that, you know, that you need just to know. I mean, because how nice is it when somebody sends you a message and just says, hey, I was thinking about you or I was praying for you this morning. How are you doing? And that's like, oh, like that just softens your heart. And it just, you know, and sometimes those are the days that we need it the most. How many times have you thought of someone and said, oh, I should send them a text. Oh, I haven't talked to them in forever. But then you don't do it. If you feel that like thought about someone, that's when you should. That's just, you know, a prompting from God to say, hey, let's check in on somebody. You just never know. I was just going to say, we talked about too, how loneliness doesn't discriminate. I mean, I'm an extrovert. However, I also believe I'm an ambivert. Omniavert. Situ- I, don't, I don't think I'm situational oh, though. Okay. Yeah. We I were talking I, about all this. Yeah. Earlier. <laughs> this was very interesting. If you look, cause we all know extrovert and introvert, but if you look up amniavert and omniavert, omniavert yeah. mm-hmm. it's just different on outgoing and, and 
inter yeah all of that stuff and just how you feel yourself right you know but it doesn't discriminate you can extroverts can still be lonely even though they're the life of the party celebrities are a perfect example yeah they are surrounded by people all day every day and i bet they are some of the loneliest people in the world yeah and you need to think about too you know how we all scroll we all have our instagram or our facebook and we're you know we follow a lot of people we follow a lot of like influencers we follow a lot of people who do TED Talks and motivational things and all this. And they're so encouraging. And we sit there and we like, you know, just bask in this like loneliness and thinking and telling our stories ourselves, uh, telling these stories that these people all feel different than we do. Yes, they probably have worked through it. But at some point, everyone feels lonely. Right. And what we've experienced over the last couple of years and the reason that we wanted to talk about this is people have started to settle in a little too much to that. And the reason we know it and we can speak on it is because let's talk about how many books have come out about it lately. No kidding. <laughs> let's talk about how many, you know, posts you're seeing on Facebook about it. It really is the conversations that we're having and people saying, why is it so hard to be a friend right now? And why is it so hard to be loved and chosen and be the friend of someone? And it takes like I can be at our community pool and pool is filled with people, parents and kids are all in the pool. But do I speak up and start talking to literally one of my neighbors? Not all the time. No. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm in the mood to have conversations with people or sometimes I, I don't. But then when I walk away and be like, gosh, we just don't have any, you know, like, where the quality friendship that's on me because I'm not using my voice to speak up and start conversations because it always starts with just a simple conversation. Yeah. And it takes work. It does. And like talking to each other and not everybody's going to be your best friend and that's okay. But it's like dating, right? You date to find out what you like and what you don't want. Yeah. So it's a matter of just having conversations and some people like, wow, I remember going into a network marketing weekly meeting Mm -hmm. for my previous business. And it was when we had moved to Maryland. And I'm going to tell tell you, Kim Hurd, I love her dearly. But it was one of my first meetings and her and the other woman were telling a story about their recent leadership trip. And it was the funniest thing. But the way that she told it and her reactions and stuff like that, she had never met me before in person. After the meeting, I went up to her and I said, we're going to be great friends. (laughs) And she looked at me like, uh... All right. Don't really know who you are. And I was just like, it's just like, we're going to be great friends. And she's like, okay. But then I started talking to her. And to this day, I've been out of that business for 10 years. And she came and stayed with my family for a week. And we're about to go see each other again here shortly. And like, I was right. I like to say that. (laughs) But it was like one of those things like, well, I told her it was really bold to be like, we're going to be great friends. Yeah. But it was also just like that conversation. She was like, Okay. And then I made intentional decisions to hang out with her because I knew, like, I could tell from the way that she was talking, the way she was telling her story, the way she loved on people. I was like, she's one of mine. Yeah. And you instantly felt that connection. And I think that happens a lot where you instantly feel that connection. And there are going to be friendships like that, that just naturally happened. God does that on purpose. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he puts people in your life for seasons and One topic that we want to talk about is tribes and communities and and groups that you find, whether it is through, like you said, your, you know, previous network marketing. When you left, you had an experience there. And when I moved, I had an experience of these changes of friendships. And the reason that we want to talk about is because we know people have walked through this. And 
it just doesn't get talked about a lot. Like, no. Everybody just wants to just push that under the rug and act like it's no big deal. Exactly. And my story is when I moved here, I had the most incredible Bible study. Eight to 10 women, we were together for years, like through all of my babies. And it was amazing because they brought the groceries, they brought the meals, they were there to pray over me when things were hard, when kids were sick and I just couldn't do things. They were picking up kids. You know, we all have that village and from time to time. And when I moved, it kind of all went away. Like I kept a couple of those friendships who still checked on me. And there's some that we, you know, don't talk to as often. But I remember being angry for a while and just going, where did those friendships go? They were such a huge part of my life for so long. Why were they taken away? And I remember I just prayed and prayed and prayed. And I was like, okay, like God heal me from this. Like I thought it was like something that I did or because I moved. And then I realized it was just this one day God just told me, hey, those women, you were in a seat around that table and those women poured into you and you needed that. But when you left, there was a new woman who filled that seat and they needed those women. And I was like, that's what it was. So then I started thanking God for that season that he had me in and those women that he put me in. And my heart completely changed for those friendships that didn't exist anymore. Yeah. I still love those women. And for a while, I was like mad at them, you know, but no, God needs those women to pour into other women who are having young children who are going through a hard stage of life or whatever. That's what that group was for. And so my heart posture changed. And I think that's something that maybe some people need to sit down and think about too and pray over and just say, hey, like, you know, if you've been hurt by a past friendship, do we need to just say, hey, thanks God for what that was in the season of life I was in? I'm now going to find someone who's just right for me now. Two things that I get from that is one, a reminder that prayer doesn't change them. It changes us. Mm -hmm. So when we pray, pray for, you know, let's be honest, we all pray for our husbands to change. Why can't you, Lord? But (laughs) when we are praying with a true heart and true reasoning with Jesus, then it changes us. Yeah. And it changes our posture towards the relationship and not always them. But then also the thing that I get from that is sometimes relationships not only are seasonal, but they're also situational. Yep. Like situational because you were in Chicago. Like Mm -hmm. that's where they were. I had Bible study friends, mom to mom group. They were amazing. Met with them every other day that we, our kids were in preschool together. And when I moved here... Those friendships, those text message chains were gone, but it doesn't mean I still don't talk. I mean, I went back and saw one just a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and it was great. It was nice to catch up and see our kids together. And that was crazy to see our almost third graders and her babies and oh man, insane. But it's just different. Yeah. And so we can be okay with that. So for my example on that is, and mamas, stay-at-home mamas who have dipped their toe into direct sales and network marketing, you guys might have experienced this, is that when you leave a network marketing business, I set it down because I was pregnant with E and I was like, this just isn't the right time. And I've talked about how I needed to grow up a little bit in my marriage as well for that season. (laughs) But because I set that business down and essentially walked away, there were a lot of people that just stopped talking to me. And it's not that I left for another company. That was not immediate by any means. It was just like, okay, well, you're not doing this anymore. So go on. I I see you. I think there's something about that people feel that there should be a certain loyalty to it because it is relational and it is based on friendships and relationships, typically how 
these businesses do start. And while they are incredible, because that is where we met and how so many of my closest, dearest friends are right now where they've come from. Absolutely. It really is. I've heard this story from a lot of people, which is why we're talking about it. And you obviously experienced it in a previous company. It is something that there's shame and there's guilt and there's like, well, you're moving on. So I'm going to check you off and move on to the next person. It's like, wait, so was that friendship not real? Right. But I mean... That's not to say that I don't still have relationships. I do actually still have relationships from some of those people. And so that it wasn't an everybody thing. But you find out real quick who are friends with you because of the situation, i.e. you're in the same business together Mm -hmm. or because they love you outside of that business as well, right? Right. They want to see you for you. I mean, there were times where I was no longer in that business and I went back and I visited friends there or they happened to be in Dallas for a conference and they visited me and stayed Mm -hmm. with me and I loved it. But I definitely lost some people that were just like, okay, well, you're not spending your time here anymore. So yeah. And I mean, I think it it does happen everywhere. But let's be honest, if someone says like, hey, I'm in you know, uh, sales and I'm going to a different company because they're going to pay me better and there's different, more opportunities for growth and whatever. You're like, well, congratulations. Good luck. Right. Right. Friendships usually still say the same and some coworkers are still friends. Some right. aren't. And so while it's normal, it's just in this industry, it feels different for women and it's because it's friendships and it's because there's relationships on the line. Whereas in the corporate world, it doesn't feel as tied to. Yeah, exactly. Because it's going to use the word and I hate when people use this word for talk about our industry as far as like it's very cult like in Mm, I hate that word too. But it's true in the essence of like when you're in the fold, you're in the fold. Mm -hmm. But then there's the real relationships that come out of that. It's almost like you have a sifter, right? Like an analogy. And it takes you years, years to find out when you start sifting Mm -hmm. through and going, okay, these are the real people who I can have real and true and honest conversations with. These are the people who are going to, when I say something, they're going to use it against me later in a conversation. Yeah. Right. Okay. So a different example is the restaurant that I used to work at where I met Andrew. Mm -hmm. We went back just last month and it happened to be where a couple of bartenders were guest bartending that I mean, I literally grew up with these people because (laughs) I was 18. And then I got married, Andrew. And then I worked there for a couple more years. But I mean, those were like very formative years. So like these people I love, and they're older than me, because I was a brand new fish Mm -hmm. in the big restaurant pond. But they loved on me, protected me and told me things to do like, hey, watch out for this. And then and so to see them, I mean, like I got the biggest hugs from them. And I was just so happy to see some of these people that were such a big part of my young adult life. I feel like I'm still a young adult, but (laughs) that's debatable. And do we talk all the time? No. Do I get a text from every once in a while or a Facebook message? Yeah, sure. Once. But I mean, like, those were friends in that life. And but there's no ill will for leaving for going to work at a different restaurant. I mean, I did change and finally go work at a different bar. But I mean, there was no ill will. It's like, hey, we'll see you when. And so it's just it's interesting on how you can feel lonely in our industry, (laughs) even when you are in a standing there in a room full of people at your meeting or whatever, or on a zoom call, you can feel extremely lonely. 
Or you can feel lonely when you've had to step back or set it down or you've moved on. Yeah. Different just and it's we are saying it because we want you to say, Oh yeah, I felt that and I was shamed for it or I was guilted and we're here to release those feelings from you because it's okay to feel lonely, but let's remember you are also chosen and you can choose your friends and you can choose the people that you want to be with. And that is you gotta have fullness in friendship. And you can't just wait for it to find you. <laughs> no. I mean, that's literally why I went on a blind date with you. <laughs> we <laughs> like, did. Yeah. I mean, yep. that was like, I have got to find my people here. And if I don't get out of my comfort zone, if I don't open my mouth, I'm never going to find this. I'm going to be stuck in a basement. Yeah. And you, and you get to choose your friends, but you have to choose friends that are going to choose you back, you know? And that's what you and I both did. Like we, we were like, okay, let's meet for coffee the next week. You know, right. like, it was dating. It was, okay, let's get our kids together. You know, how do our kids mesh? And like, just it became something. And again, this is just one relationship, but we have so many of those relationships because I mean, how many friendships do you have that are because of your kids, your kids oh, right. met at school or at gymnastics or at baseball or wherever your kids meet. And then you're introduced to a mom and you're like, wow, this is a great connection, but not always. <laughs> right. There are levels of friendship. Like, let's be clear. Like you have to realize that you don't have to give all of quality time to all of them. You don't have to say yes to every coffee you're invited to. You don't have to invite everybody to coffee. You can love on the people that you're like, okay, this is a good relationship and this is a good spot for me versus like the relationships like when you leave drained from somebody mm -hmm. and not like maybe that's not a time well spent when right. you're with that person. It's got to be feeding your soul. I mean, it's, it really does because we all know the lives that we live are super crazy, especially if you're a busy mama. But even if you just, you're a brand new mama and you have just one kiddo, you know, and you're staying at home because that's the season of life you're in and you're working on naps, like it can be lonely, but there are women that if you're choosing them, they will choose you back and love you in the season that you're in. They change often, but they're there. The last two years, I would say that so many of us have changed who we are. Like we already talked about that. That was first episode. I'm not who it used to be and that's okay. Right. And we need to accept that. But friendships need take just as much work. And I think when we think about how people have what is it? Secluded themselves, not secluded, but when you've stayed home quarantine, when you've stayed home long and you've kind of gotten used to that, it takes a lot of work to pick up the phone or to text someone and say, Hey, how are you doing? What's going on to get back out there and working on friendships? I mean, I can talk about friendships. I mean, there are some that, yep, they don't exist before. And I don't know if that's because of a story they told themselves about me or if it was just, you know, uh, just a natural, Hey, this is, I'm moving on. That's okay too. But these last few years have caused a lot of shakeup in friendships. And honestly, I think it's because some friendships, they just, they were in the right season before a pandemic. And then when everything changed in the pandemic, everybody started to just really like come in on their family and didn't want to bring anybody else in. Yeah. For the journey, I guess. Well, I don't and know. here's the other thing. Friendships are two ways, mm -hmm. right? It's a two way street. If you're the person that's always making the coffee date, if you're the person that's always, hey, let's get our kids together. Hey, let's get our families together. Yeah. You know, hey, let's all go for a double date. Like that's hard and exhausting because you feel like you're exerting all of this energy into a relationship that is not pouring back into you and being like, hey, we're having tacos tonight. I want to come over. So that's definitely hard. And finding that because... It very well could have been where you both were, you know, and that's not to say 
Now, granted, there may be some forgiveness or an issue if that relationship has changed and you need to figure out if that's what the situation calls for. And it may not just be that you guys grew apart and mm-hmm. are growing in separate directions. That's okay, too. But we have to be responsible for our own actions and, you know, realize that. Well, and I think so many, I mean, let's talk about all the stuff that's come up in the last couple of years too, because so many people are afraid to be open in friendships because they're afraid to offend someone. I'm afraid to be open in public half the time, just because if, you know, like if I wear a shirt that has one of my beliefs on it and I'm like, oh, who is going to give me a dirty look today? I know. It's become so strange. Because people didn't used to care. Right. People didn't used to care that you were on one side of the political or not. And it used to be. And it it never used to be so like in your face on social media like it is now. And so I, I have an example, like just thinking about like a friend who posts a lot about their beliefs that are completely different than mine, but a super close friend. And I had to stop telling myself a story that, oh, we aren't going to be friends anymore because she believes this and I believe this. And until we had to talk about it and say, hey, like, I know you're putting this out there and this is what I believe, but we're going to just not have those conversations. We're going to agree to disagree and we're going to love each other through it because we have got history. We have got an incredible friendship that goes beyond political beliefs and what you put on social media, it goes beyond that. But friends, if you're sitting there and you're scrolling and you're seeing someone like that, but they're a friend from when you had babies or when your kids were in preschool together, those are conversations you need to have. And yeah, it's hard, but isn't all conversations hard right now anymore? Yeah. Well, because when we forgot how to do it. And with that example is like, just like marriages work, friendship is work. Friendship isn't easy I mean, yes, the world is hard. And so that can, like you said, political things that come into your friendship or come at your friendship can make friendships harder or marriage harder. Mm -hmm. But it still is work. We're afraid to offend each other. An example of this is Andrew and Chris are our best friends, right? Mm -hmm. Like they are number one. Yep. And Andrew will be very clear if my butt looks fat. In like a pair of pants or a dress or whatever. I don't even have to ask. He'll be like, "Mm -mm, nope, not that. Mm -mm, Doesn't look good. And I used to be like, what? I know. You know, like there's part. But then I was like, oh, my God, he's telling me because he knows I want to look good when I step out of the house. Like, I want to know that my butt doesn't look big. (laughs) That something's an an outfit that I've chosen is not flattering. Honesty. Honesty. Like, we need to put honesty a little bit higher than what we have lately. Like, it's not a betrayal. It's not an attack. It's not offensive. Honesty is a really good quality trait. (laughs) Yes, it is. But now we're just so afraid of being like, oh, my God, I can't say anything to them because, you know, like something as silly as like having spinach in your teeth, right? Right. Like I want my girlfriend (laughs) to tell me that after our lunch. Yeah, save them some embarrassment. (laughs) Right. That's what I want. And I know like, you know, we're very fortunate with our Bible study group that that we get that Mm -hmm. too. And those are women that we can say, okay, here's the situation. This is where I'm at. Am I, what am I missing? Or did I, am I in the wrong here? And our girls, they're going to tell us, they're going to tell us and they're like, Hey, check yourself. Cause your, your pride's a little high on this one Yep, or whatever. And they've got our back. They love us mm-hmm. unconditionally. And so, but that honesty factor is something that we have got to get back to in true authentic relationships. Absolutely. And I think what we want to encourage you with the biggest piece of encouragement is we know you are lonely. We know you've been chosen by your spouse, a friendship from 
high school, from college, from where you moved, people are choosing you. Like mm-hmm. know that you are a chosen child of God. Like know that you are loved. And we also want to tell you that you have to do some of that work too in choosing your friends and being there for them. And this is a hard balance because it is so easy to stay lonely. (laughs) It is. It's just so easy to sit there. Especially if you're an introvert or if people relationships will drain you. Like I'm one of those. Like if I'm with a big group of people after that time, I need to be by myself. Like, because mm-hmm. large groups of people, and I'm an extrovert, kind of, whatever I am. I'm an amb- <laughs> amnivert. We don't know what you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm whatever. But that's what I'm saying is that, like, know where you are, what you need, but also be willing to get uncomfortable and have those kinds of conversations. And and realize that loneliness tends to magnify everything else, like your, your health, your mental health, your emotional state, your physical health. And it is a spiral if you stay there we're called to be in community. We're called to be in friendships and to show up for people. I mean, that is why we are here on these mics and recording a podcast. Like we know we're called to share some things that are harder to talk about. And we've been extremely vulnerable and opening up. And I'm sure we have many more stories to tell or things that we haven't told. God willing. Yeah. (laughs) But it is, we are called to be in community and we are called to be in friendship and to choose each other and just living through that. Yep. So we want to leave you with this, wherever you are in your friendship journey, and even if you're sitting there lonely today, there is hope. Absolutely. There are people who want to be loved just as much as you want to love other people. It is a give and take. Most relationships are. We know that. And loneliness doesn't discriminate in friendships. And you are loved. Absolutely. And one last thing we want to leave you with as a resource, Mm -hmm. this book that Tracy's been reading, will you give them the name of the book and the authors? It's called I'll Be There in parentheses, but I'll be wearing sweatpants um, by Amy Weatherly and Jess Johnston. And we'll put the link in the show notes. You guys, this book is so real and raw. And it's just two women who share the hard part of friendship and loneliness. And it's really encouraging to read. And I mean, I've nodded as I'm reading, you know, like I've cried, I've laughed out loud. Like it's just, you feel not alone. And that's what we're here for is just to encourage you and tell you that we love you. Thank you for being listeners and being here housewives. And until next time, we'll see you next week. Whether we made you laugh or cry today, we pray you feel appreciated, bolder and braver than yesterday, stronger and more faithful for tomorrow and living in who you were made to be today. Join our online community on Facebook, link in the show notes, and be sure to review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time, housewives, we give you permission to walk confidently, free, and to be intentional in your slippers or stilettos.